Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. It's Altai here uh, with episode 122. Played the theme song a little bit too much there, and I'm joined this week by Omar. Uh, Omar, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a good week. Good week. It, it was a it was a good week. We unfortunately we missed last week. Uh, we were traveling, and uh, maybe you can tell I still have a bit of a cold from mm-hmm. my journeys. But we are back in Vegas, at least for now. We were able to get the Friday Grindfest in afterwards, which was a lot of fun, actually. We did uh, we did Guild Wars too. We might talk a little bit about that. But and I, I played some Doki Doki Literature Club on stream, which was actually remarkably more fun than I thought it would be. Pretty, pretty scary, spooky, mindfuck of a game. Did you put that on YouTube? I did not. Maybe it's you a should... five-hour video. Oh, you're right. But uh... it's, a, it's, it's a whole playthrough, you know. Yeah, yeah. At least save it so it's not lost after 30 days on Twitch. I did, I did. Anyway, let's have that weekly quality raid. All right, all right. Look at this guy. On schedule, as it were. So, this week, Omar wants to get right to it. Uh, our weekly raid is, do MMORPGs still have room for elite content? And this uh, topic was spurred on by a recent patch for Final Fantasy XIV that Omar has been avidly mm-hmm. playing. So, Omar, I'm going to let you explain uh, what the patch added and what your complaint is with that patch. All right, so Final Fantasy XIV released patch 4.1 uh, last week. Uh, this one of the issues of the patch, but what we're going to focus on this week is uh, Return to Ivalice, which uh, adds a new 24-man raid to the game, uh, dungeon rather. And it's the problem with that raid and the dungeon is that it's really not that difficult. And by not that difficult, I mean literally anyone can complete it, which is fine for a rate for a typical you know new content in the game. You know, not everything should be made really difficult for high-tier players or savage or raiders or whatever. But the problem with the Return to Ivalice uh, raid is that it can actually drop something called uh, a coin, which you can use those coins to basically trade for twines, which is very convoluted. I know, it sounds convoluted. What's twines, which can be used to upgrade your tombstone gear, which you get by just doing nonsense PvE, super easy mode, to get best in slot gear. So essentially what this is doing is it's allowing casual players who would, to get best in slot gear equivalent to raiders. Okay. It's essentially gear welfare. So I know I kind of explained a little poorly, but ultimately, when you do this raid, you get you get a token, which would normally only be obtainable by completing Omega 3 Savage, which is Savage tier content, which is the, the game's high-end rating stuff, which is maybe open to like okay, so probably I, 7, 7-10% clear rates. Give me, give me an easy, medium, hard scale. So let's say Omega 1, 2, 3, 4 is the hard, right? And, and, yes. Okay. And let's say the non-raid like leveling content is easy. Or no, no, no. Even, let's say end game casual raids dungeons dungeons yeah those are easy so is this a medium or is this an easy this would be a maybe uh in between easy and medium i, I don't want to say medium because it's really not that difficult and okay. literally every time i ran it i ran it right earlier today actually and it was brain dead easy nobody died when it first launched people were dying because like, people just didn't know the mechanics but it's unbelievably forgiving first of all so mm-hmm. you, you can die it's no problem but you can keep getting rezzed all day because there are no enraged mechanics, so people can literally die like over and over again. It makes no difference; they keep getting rest. So combat heals are are pretty common in Final yeah, Fantasy. Yes, okay. yes, but typically in a in a savage run, there are enraged timers. So if you if you're dying a lot, you actually lose damage when you're dead, and when you when you res, you have rest sickness for about a minute, where you do less damage. If you die again, you get even more rest sickness. So dying multiple times in a fight would just you might as well wipe because you might have the DPS to clear it at the end, and that's not an issue in in this new 4.1. Great, and what again? What pisses me? It, it really does piss me off to a degree because players who can, who wouldn't, who player casual players can now get best in slot gear. Literally the best uh, gear pieces. Like for example, my black mage. You could you could get a best in slot black mage chest piece, the Allegrin piece, which upgrades to 340 item level, 
best in slot by literally doing this pretty brain-dead dungeon, which anyone can do. Which is, before this, casual players couldn't do that. They get like 330 gear, which is, that was it. To get 340 gear required some kind of rating before. And it's really frustrating that they can just really just get the, the best in slot gear. And it's it's really dumbing down the game. Unfortunately, this is not new to, uh, to 4.1. They did this in Heaven's Ward as well. So this is not a new phenomenon. But just seeing this pisses me off because it really does feel like welfare for, for casual players. And what makes it especially funny is that the item you get to trade in for the, the Savage drop that would normally only drop in Savage is called a coin. You're literally in the welfare office to get your coins, all right? <laughs> it just... It makes it so much. The only thing they could have done worse was to call it stamps. You know, you get your stamps, right? And with your stamps, you get the best gear. Okay, so in the weekly raid, guys, I mentioned that this seems to be a trend across not only MMORPGs, but gaming. I think people have been uh, complaining about this for a while now, but I do think MMORPGs took it to the extreme. Um, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, I mean, we've been playing MMORPGs for, you know, almost two, probably two decades now. Hmm. And I recall. Um, you know, people complaining about WoW even when it first came out as being too casual because there was really no loss when you died besides like repair mm -hmm. fees. So that was casual. And then now it's like, and the Chinese games we played back then, guys. You know, the, the Chinese games where you just can't die. Like you just run in and like you just you could you could pull you could chain the whole room on the whole like area on you all the mobs and they do like zero damage and you just you know you can kill them easily. Perfect World was a big example of this. Um, those games were almost like a joke. Like. I really, at the time, I never thought that philosophy would filter into uh, Western games. You know, stuff like WoW or whatever. But when you play WoW today, um, or any MRPG, it's almost like a, ch a chore to die. Like, we did a, we did a uh, grind fest for Star Wars Joel Republic. You, we could literally just sit AFK on a boss fight in a dungeon and just not die. Like our NPC it was, healer. On, it was on the easy mode though, but it was like that difficult. It was a normal dungeon. It wasn't on the most difficult mode. Oh, or anything, but I yes. did that same dungeon when the game came out, and you, you know, you you had to be on your toes or you wiped. So oh. okay. Anyway, so the point is, this has been a trend throughout gaming, MMORPGs particularly. To to you and me, it sounds so like stupid, right? Yes. But can it? I'm sure these companies are testing it, right? Because it's such a industry wide trend. So my, my counter to you, Omar, is I do believe they tested this, right, with their focus group of players, um, I, a range of players, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 50-year-olds, right? And, mm -hmm. and they decided this is, this is what people want. You know, this is, this is, this is the market. Well, first I want to address what something uh, Pyrocat's saying in the chat about it being, you know, potentially catch-up gear. Personally, I don't think you should ever be able to get best-in-slot gear through casual nonsense like this. Uh, first of all, the actual Evilly rate i think is pretty brain dead it, it is actually i think an unbelievably poorly designed encounter it the last boss for example he's got so many mechanics but it doesn't matter you can just stand there and eat every single mechanic and it, and, and it really doesn't matter in fact the last boss is probably the, is probably the easiest encounter in that fight despite him having these crazy mechanics i feel like they designed that encounter and like wait a minute it's too hard so they just reduce the damage on everything rather than changing the mechanics that they got lazy halfway through so you get the best in stock gear through a really brain-dead run, which everyone is going to be able to do. And my concern is that if they want to let people play catch-up, it's okay. You can do that. But never should it be best in slot. When a new gear comes out for, for hardcore players, the people that are willing to put in the hours and to grind and to, to work their asses off, you know, quote-unquote work, right, uh, whatever, to get the best in slot gear, when new shit comes out for them and they can get higher item level gear and then you can catch up all the bakas and all the casuals, it's fine. It's okay to be casual, but don't ever have them on the same page. It's, it's just, it, it's insulting and it's, it's stupid. It, it makes no sense. 
Okay. To address your point with yeah. the your point, I think there are some loud, vocal casual players. Most casual players aren't are posting on forums, aren't giving feedback regardless. Okay, let's be well, real. How often have you ever hit the I'll give you my feedback button? Never, you don't give a shit. Most people aren't gonna give a shit, but the few loud people that are gonna be the casuals are gonna are gonna bitch and moan. And even if you know, some hardcore players put their feedback as well, everybody knows hardcore people don't represent a big percent anyway. Okay, then I would say this to you. I don't. I'm not, I'm not talking about people submitting feedback. I'm talking about the company before a game comes out. Okay, um, doing doing like some um, research on what people want. And I I don't want to focus specifically on one patch or one dungeon. But, yeah. You know, growing up, guys. You know, you guys watching this and us. When I was playing games, like you know, and I was, I was talking about games, you know, at school with my friends, it was not implied that everybody could beat every game. Like you, just because you bought a game doesn't mean you would see it to the end, even if you played it a lot. It, it, it wasn't a given that somebody would buy a game and beat it. Like, whether yeah. whether it was, you know, X-Men or Ghouls and Goblins or whatever. Or, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of players that never got to the end of a game. And not for want of trying or playing. It just, the games were not made to be beat so easily. And, and the philosophy now is, no matter what game, even a single-player RPG back then was not meant to be beat by everyone. But today, you can't find anybody who can't, if you just keep going forward, right? If you just hold the forward button, you can pretty much beat a game these days. Like basically, every game became Pokemon, where you can just spam a uh, one ability yeah. and win. Okay, so, but here's where I think you're wrong on the on the what people want issue. If you look at World of Warcraft again, we're talking MMORPGs right now because this is the MMOs.com podcast. Okay, World of Warcraft uh, subscriptions peaked around Wrath of Lich King, I believe, and that was before things went full pussification. You know, there was. It didn't go full pussification until later on. Obviously, since you know BC, things started getting easier and easier. But peak subscriptions for World of Warcraft were back when the game was harder than it is today. So I don't think you can just say, oh, developers know what we want. is because there's a loud group of vocal minority of casual players that give a shit. I think casual things are very important. And in MMORPGs, being able to admire somebody and see somebody as hard... Whoa, that guy's got the fucking tier 2 armor in World of Warcraft. I saw that. In Iron Forge, I would see people... With tier two gear, I was like, "Holy shit, I want to get that one day." And I, I'm just sitting there with a full greedy, meany piece of shit equipment. By the way, like I played a lot of WoW, and I wasn't good. And and if I Final Fantasy 14, I, I play. I've been playing a lot recently. I, I'm pretty. I'm still pretty casual. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do the. I'm, I'm only on Omega Four right now, and I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do. Uh, hold up, hold up. Oh, oh, oh. I got to hold you up. All right. Doing the first Omega makes you not casual. Whatever. Fine. I'm. I'm not as hardcore as other people, right? And I don't think I probably never do the unending coil of Bahamut, the new Beyond Savage stuff. I'm probably not going to do it. You know, I might, but I'm going to try. I'm. I'm not. I'm not I might not be able to do it, and that's okay. It's okay to have content that we can't beat. I want to aspire to beat content. I, I want something in the game that you know I can, nobody's ever gotten, or you know I have never gotten. I want to keep being able to push my own uh, limits higher and higher and higher, and that keeps me playing games. That I'm, I'm convinced that. Even the, this applies to the casuals as well. And that's the reason why early MMORPGs, like early World of Warcraft, had so many subscribers. People wanted this shit. They didn't want the pussification that we have today. It's what developers think we want, and it's giving it to us because there's the vocal minority of casuals. Again, most people aren't posting on the forums. Most people don't give a shit, right? Okay. They're in the background. Yes. And the problem is, for example, with this new patch, for example, a lot of people on the Final Fantasy forums were bitching when they added this new Beyond Savage content because it's content made for not even just Savage Raiders, Above that, for world's first people, for people that are really hardcore, right? They're like, why are you making content for this? I pay a sub fee. You should make content for me, right? Okay. And, yeah. And other people sense. are pissed off. Those same casual pissed off. Oh, why do I have to clear Omega 4 before I can do it? Because there's a prerequisite for beyond for the unending coil of Muhammad, for Beyond Savage. There's a prerequisite. You have to have cleared 
Omega-4 before you can even do it. Omega-4 Savage. And they're bitching, oh, I just have an equal shot of doing this to everybody else. Why can't I get an equal shot? What the fuck? This idea of these, 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 these casual mongoloids just bitching on forums demanding that they have access to this content, which they have no right to. They, have, they haven't deserved it. They, they didn't earn it. They don't it. deserve they didn't put in the hours. it. They didn't put in the hours to get the gear. They put the hours to get the clears. Who the fuck are they to demand everything? It's ruining it because when they have it, right? Again, again, maybe this is a little philosophical here, but something sometimes that there's a quote in Star Trek. I'll, data. I'll pull it. It's not data. It's uh, pull, it's Spock. It's Spock. Pull up that. Pull, pull up right. that Star keep, Trek. Keep, quote, keep talking. I'll let you know when I find it. Okay. I really do think this applies a lot to more PGs. And the problem is developers just give players what they want because I think acting designer game designers aren't retarded. This is I think it's a problem on the business end of things. I think game designers realize this problem, but then when it goes back to the business people, the business people tell them, look. We have to go for the 95% casual audience. Make it easier. They're the ones that fucking ruin it for everyone because designers, just, they get paid to make the game anyway. Right, and they're going to make it easy because they think they want to capture a bigger market. And they're really not. They're shooting themselves in the foot because it's not what people actually want. It just it just ruins experience for the hardcore raiders, <laughs> devalues their experience. And honestly, it shits on the experience of the casual players too. If you just get shit for free, the game is not fun. You have to earn it. And you can, you can, you can always add new content for the casuals too without giving them best in slot gear because that's just making the game shitty. All right. Well, I found a quote, guys. This is Omar's uh, philosophy on casual pussification of you know, endgame rating. Here we go, guys. Spock tells it like it is. Stan. She is yours. After a time, you may find that having is not so pleasing a thing after all as wanting. It is not logical. But it is often true. There it is, boys. Some some knowledge bombs from Mr. Spock there, Doctor okay. Spock. For example, I had I was doing uh just yesterday in the last two days. I was doing <laughs> I played nonstop Final Fantasy fourteen uh, last two days, pretty much nonstop at least like, like seven eight hours a day of doing nonstop. Uh, I, look, I just started rating Final Fantasy fourteen pretty much with the last patch, so I really have twenty experience on my belt. So it took me a good while to get my Shinryu clears, which is a new uh new primal add to the game. It's in between Omega 2 and 3 Savage in terms of difficulty. And I did it for like 12, 14 hours. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Wiping, learning, going through the mechanics. It was a shit ton of fun. And if I just got my reward without actually putting in the hours, what, what's the point of that? It, when you pander the, to casuals, it shits on the game for everyone. Uh, it just ruins the experience. Okay. First of all, I want everyone to know that I am not arguing that I like this kind of content. Okay. But here's my point. Even before this stuff happened in American games, right, or, or Japanese games, it was a big thing in Asia, okay, like in China, Korea. I, you all rem you all know what I'm talking about. You log into like an Asian game, and then like this thing, daily rewards pop up, uh, special rewards pop up, all that Dude, bullshit, all this stuff, auto walk, you know, to NPC, uh, auto combat. Okay, so and these games guys are big. They make a lot of money. I'm like, you, I don't know, you're saying like the cost, the business, you know, you're saying the companies are wrong for doing this, but. A lot of these Asian MMORPGs are way bigger than their Western counterparts. So it's not like there are there are there are there are browser games that play themselves, right, with no difficulty, and and they're bigger than like they make more money than like actual games. So there is a market, a big market for these brain dead games. Because you know why? Here's my point: ninety percent of people are brain dead. Like, do you guys remember like how dumb the average person was like in? I took a computer class in like middle school. The kids were the teacher was so stupid. The teacher couldn't figure anything out. So 
it, the fact that there are you know 10 million players in WoW, they can like turn their monitor on and like use a keyboard and mouse is baffling to me. That, that that's amazing in and of but, itself. But look again, look at World of Warcraft at peak subscribers and look at it now. The game had more players and was more hardcore. And I. Your argument that some casual games do well is different because World of okay, and more okay. strictly speaking, in more RPGs, World of Warcraft is the second highest grossing okay. RPG every year. I'll stick to RPGs. Okay, when WoW came out, in two, by the way, WoW today is a really old game, so the fact that it's still got it's as big as it is, that is impressive. But I would argue then that if WoW came out with the current difficulty scale in two thousand and four, it might have been bigger. It might have been ten times bigger. I, there are a lot of people in WoW that probably quit after after they get to like level thirty because. They physically could could not do the content. They could not clear even the the first dungeon in WoW. You know, it took me three hours to clear that my first time. Dead mines, right? Dead mines. I remember that. There's too. no way like a forty year old with three kids and a job and like a mortgage is gonna be able to clear that easily. Like he's gonna say, but he doesn't have to. He, but that's a problem. When you when you let him clear it without earning it, he loses. He's he can't clear the first fun. dungeon. He doesn't no. deserve that. No, he'll have more fun learning how to clear the dungeon himself than if you just give it to them. For example, uh, well, not okay. maybe for example, I just, again, earlier today, I just did my, my welfare run in Final Fantasy XIV, which is doing the Evil Leaf, Return to Evil East, Rabanaste raid, the 24-man raid. I got my, I went to the welfare line, I got my coin, all right? And that coin you would, again, normally only get, wait, I want you to understand how bullshit this is, okay? I'm, I'll try explaining it pretty well. So, again, in Final Fantasy XIV, in order to upgrade your level item level 330 creation gear, it's 330 gear, you have to do Omega-3. And when you, when you clear Omega-3, it drops one twine. Guaranteed every time. And it drops it for a rate of eight people. And everybody wants that fucking twine, right? So you have to either roll neat on it with eight people. You're obviously getting about 12.5% in that in that in that case. Now you're guaranteed one twine every single week by doing the stupid brain dead uh go to the welfare queue that is that is evil in Final Fantasy 14. You're guaranteed one every single time. Whereas before, once a week, you had a 12.5% chance to get one. On average, you have to run that place like eight weeks to get one. Now you get one every single week guaranteed. It's so brain dead that they did that. And the, the fights are poorly designed. It's stupid easy. And they're just giving it away. And look, catch-up content is fine when the other content is already out. Release 350 gear, 360 gear, and then give all the casuals new gear. Don't make it. it just It's insulting to people that put in the time. Honestly, and, and, it, and it really devalues my experience because I'm doing the fucking welfare shit too now because I feel like everyone else is doing it. If I don't do it, I'm going to be left behind. I was I felt good earning my gear the way I was earlier, but now some look, retards are walking around with better gear than me because they're doing welfare gear. Look, boys, there's only one hardcore MMORPG left. All right, I'm gonna put a video about it. Uh, I'm gonna put some video on while we talk. But um, basically, Omar, I, I hate to break it to you, but this is like I said, is a genre-wide trend. MapleStory. By the way, you like the fact that MapleStory can level fast now. You have fun with that, right? But it, how does it not devalue the experience for someone who spent I, I, all the time? I would, I would argue pre-Big Bang was better. You would argue that, but you and you're you're making characters. I think right? I've, I've, pl I've played more I've played more Maple Story pre-Big Bang than post-Big Bang, Bang, and I've gotten characters at a higher level post-Big Bang because it's easier to level up. But I, 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 you could argue that they ruined the experience there too by making it too easy. Exactly. But I do think this is an industry-wide trend. It's not just Final Fantasy. Um, so are you no. telling me all these developers, okay, that are the, independently? This thought process infects everything. Yeah. This thought process of pandering to casual infects yeah, fucking yeah. League of Legends. So they're all it wrong. Overwatch. It affects Destiny Two. It affects the entire gaming sector. So, so they all independently made the wrong decision because they all are polling their users, and the only people that respond to the polls aren't the, the average casual doesn't respond anyway. So the few loud casuals that reply become the the voice of the 99 percent of the casuals that don't reply. They, the few that do become the voice of that. 
because they're the ones that want the easier shit. There are people out there that want the brain dead content, 100%, but I don't think they accurately represent the average player, which is why, again, games like World of Warcraft had bit more, more bigger player base back when it was more hardcore. And I'm, I'm convinced they are making the wrong mistake. They're, they're making mistakes. Look, look, beautiful example. Look at League of Legends' rank system, right? League of Legends put everyone in bronze. If you're a ranked player in League, bronze is like, bronze one is like average if you're a League of Legends, right? If you play Overwatch, fucking gold is below average. If you're plat, you're average. Or gold, high gold or plat in, in Overwatch, you're average. That's bullshit. League of Legends, which has a more honest view of the rank system, at least puts players in the lower echelon. You, you are the, you, you're bronze, you're a bronze, it's fine. It's okay, you're silver, that's what it means. In Overwatch, you get gold, everyone gets gold medals in Overwatch. And in, in, in Overwatch, there's no merit system to the rank system. You get a fucking golden gun in Overwatch. Literally, it's a participation award. Yes. It's not a fucking reward. It's a participation trophy. Everybody gets one. You could be the worst player in the world. You could be like closing your eyes and mashing the keys. You'll still get a golden weapon in time because you just grind them over time. It's bullshit. Look at League of Legends as an example that makes the correct choice. League of Legends did not pander to their casual retard audience because they know the casuals don't want the freebies. They realize that they want to make people aspire for shit. Look at League of Legends. In order to get a uh, uh, end of end of uh, end of season skin, you have to be a gold player. Do you know what that means? Top 25%. That means 75% of players every season they get they get. Nope, you you are good enough to get this skin, and that makes those 75% of players like holy shit, I didn't get this freebie. I'm gonna even the people that bitch at more on the forums, they don't get it. You can't buy this. There's literally no way to acquire this without being good at the game. Well, they're making a mistake. What if they charge five bucks for that? No, I think I think people would buy it. No, if they if, if they start they devalue that content, they would lose players. I think one of the reasons League does well is because. They respect the intelligence of their players too with the rank system, and they have ranked words that are more meaningful. They don't just gift everyone. Blizzard made the choice of giving everybody free shit, and it, and it really just devalues the game. So I'm saying you can't just say everyone made this mistake independently. Well, I, I think League didn't make I, this mistake. I, I like how this rant did. about casual, uh, hardcore no. versus casual, and you're talking about cosmetic borders or whatever. You get a reward or, or for go, it. Or and, golden guns that don't do anything. And, here, and here's the thing too. Here's the thing. In uh, in the newest FF14 content, the Unending Quill of Bahamut, it only drops one weapon, okay? It drops a weapon at the end. At same same item level weapon as Omega 4 Savage. And it's slightly better because you can put an extra material slot into it, right? So it is objectively better. But, like, I bet I bet, I bet, I bet they, they could have even added, like, a cosmetic. Let's say, like, if you do that, you get, like, a special, like, uh, like a tie, special, like, hat or something. Just, just maybe not gear necessarily, but some kind of a different robe, a different, like, some kind of glamour, some kind of pretty-looking item. They, they couldn't even put that there because the casual bitch. They'd be like, ah, they get this content that we can't have? Free! The idea that like you can, yeah, there's, there'll be content out there that the casuals can't get is like in, is insulting to some people, and they they vote, they they bitch and moan about it to the point where it just ruins the game for other people too, because developers listen to the casuals because they think that casual audience represents everybody, but you can't give casuals everything they want, and it, it's it gives them no reason to play the game. It takes away, it, it ultimately ruins their experience. And honestly, I do think my experience in Final Fantasy fourteen is being hurt by this stupid welfare coin system for Final Fantasy fourteen. Before I had to work towards my gear. I had to complete this bullshit uh, and work for it. Now everybody gets this shit. Well, uh, I do want to talk about Destiny too. That's a lot of fun with that. Uh, but uh, are we gonna are we gonna be taking uh, viewer opinions on this issue? Or oh, yeah, if anybody feels strong on this issue, I mean, feel free to hop in. I mean, feel free to you know, hop into our in the, into our chat and let us know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then I guess while you, I'm gonna give everyone a few minutes to get settled and decide if they want to jump on Discord, but in the meantime, I do want to talk about Destiny too because that is mm -hmm. another great example of what's going on. So mm -hmm. I was actually really excited for Destiny two on PC. I never played Destiny one. Uh, I I know they don't call themselves an MMO, but I am proudly calling them an MMO FPS. So there it is. 
But then I watched this 11 minute video, which I honestly just want to watch with you guys, but it's probably not a good idea just to watch 11 minutes, you know? You summarize it. I'll try to summarize it for you guys. Basically, by the way, 100% watch this video, guys. Great video. But he's saying they removed difficulty settings in the campaign, okay? So there's only one difficulty, and it's brain dead. He said you can literally beat levels without without firing a shot. You can just run right through the mobs and tank their bullets. Uh, if you die, you respawn at the same room you died in, and it, and it clears the room for you of all the mobs. So he's saying basically it's like masturbation, where there's no difficulty, there's no point in playing. Uh, and that really got me sad because you got to go through this campaign to get to the end game raids and PvP and all that. But so the first like I don't know how long the campaign takes, let's say 10 hours, is just basically nothing. And he makes a great analogy about difficulty and challenge in gaming. See, the point of game is not to win, it's a challenge, right? And he makes mm-hmm. a comparison to golf. Imagine in golf, the reason golf is fun is you hit this you use this puck, uh this bat to hit the little ball into a hole, right? And it's difficult. But imagine you just pick up the ball, walk to the hole and put it in. At that point, like it's not it's not a game anymore. It's not fun. It's just tedious. Uh so Great example again, and it really makes me not want to play Destiny 2 at least until they patch that. Or I want to see how it goes on PC before I buy it now. I really think that design decision just ru- obviously game companies want to make as much money as possible, but I think they are making independently wrong decisions to cater to their casual audience. And the fact that they removed the, the difficulty option in, in in Destiny, and I've seen that video with you, it just it seems so brain dead some of the content, and it, it is frustrating honestly because. Seeing the games you really enjoy devolving into like more the genre you love, devolving more and more to this this casual clusterfuck where everybody gets where they want, nobody has to earn anything. It, it's really sad for the genre, and, and I I wholeheartedly believe it's a bad business decision. Forget my my opinions aside, I really think it's a bad business decision. League of Legends does not does not cater to give everyone free uh, end of year skins for for their you know for their achievements, which they didn't have. You have to actually earn it. Overwatch does it, and a lot of every other game now is giving everyone whatever they want, and it's and again, like I said, it's it's infecting the entire gaming industry, not just MMORPGs, yeah, not just FPS her. games, MOBAs, everything. We've seen it that this this pussification of games, honestly, it really makes gaming just a variation of mobile games. So we make fun of mobile games a lot, but seeing how easy something's become, like again, there is still challenging content in World of Warcraft. You can still do a Mythic Rage, right? They're there, but the the value gets devalued. It gets cheapened. By everybody getting freebies or the, the, the welfare gear, it's just such a bad concept. I mean, I, I don't understand why they're doing it. You have the why not just wait till the new new content comes out, harder content comes out. But I don't understand the mind of the casual either. Why do they think they deserve this best in slot gear that, that the Raiders well, worked fucking forever to get? Why, why do they think they deserve that? Okay, well, uh, there are some people waiting in Discord. If they want to, Elion has been. Apparently, there's an eager point to make against you. All right, so I, will, I, will, I will love to get him in here. All right, let's hear so, uh, Ellen's talk. Drag him up. Ellen's point. Ellen, welcome to the MOS.com podcast, and share your opinion. I hear you disagree with me. Yes, I do. Um, Hello? Okay, uh, can you hear me? You're good. Yeah. You're good to go. Yep. Okay, well, it's a couple things. It's a couple things, actually. Um, Firstly... Like for some people who play like one class, there yep. are like a few of them. In FF14, it takes like roughly two and a half months to get like your full creation gear. Sure. If there's no way to further upgrade after that, because um, it will take like two months again to get your further gear, mm-hmm. um, they're gonna they're gonna unsub. So that's money that Square Enix is losing. 
So, so your why... argument is that if I don't get what I want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unsub. So if I just tell Square Enix I'm gonna unsubscribe if you don't give me the best in slot gear, max level characters, and all the cosmetics. What is that? The point of a game is to earn things, not demand it by unsubbing. No, it's not. It's just um, it's just a a, a carrot uh, thread to keep to keep play, to keep players playing. It's just one reason of why they do it. Um, another reason was that I believe it was within three point four or three point um three. Uh, where Yoshipi was going, um, basically there was this. If you did the original arms, arms hardcore coil, the binding coil of Bahamut, you would get like a special, uh, mm -hmm. special scene in the main scenario. The only way you could have gotten this is if you have, is if you uh, beaten the the main, the main arm, the the savage uh, raid, basically. Mm -hmm. um, uh, however, at this, and this was doing Heaven's Ward, so mm -hmm. there was a new, there was Alexander this time. There was a new hardcore yeah. read. Um, Yoshifi revealed that only thirty percent of the current player base had actually cleared Savage Coil. Only thirty percent? That number's too high already. <laughs> what do you mean only thirty percent? Well, that's, that's plenty. That's seventy percent of people that haven't. Do you know percent of people? Do you know percent of players only that cleared uh, Next Ramus? They even did one boss in Next Ramus in World of Warcraft. Less than one percent. Yeah, well. Um, at that time was the most had more subscribers than it ever did before during during a time where they were focusing on look i never did that by the way i, I was the guy in world of warcraft that i saw naxxram is floating above iron forge and i looked at that shit like holy moly i'm gonna do that dungeon one day and i tried i got my ass kicked i was i was i was way too shitty i was the i was a disgusting plebeian i had no chance of doing it i would try the first boss with the randoms and we just get wiped 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 let alone the whole dungeon i got my ass kicked to me and i loved it i'm like holy shit this is amazing. This is so hard. Like nobody can do this shit. I want to well, do uh, it. Uh, well, fine. That's fine for you. But as a company, you're looking at seventy percent of your player base are paying are paying something, and they're not and they're not getting um anything um and anything for it. Okay. World of Warcraft had ninety-nine percent. Uh, World of Warcraft subs did not did not finish that content, uh, and they were still okay. paying. And they don't, had the most look, subs. don't look at it as a player. Look at it uh, from a developer's point of view. I am. You're, you're you're um you're developing something that you're that people are paying you to are paying you something and you're not giving them anything in return. No, they are. They they have a chance. That's all they're yeah. entitled to is a chance. Like yeah, when, when, and, when, when, but, when, 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 yeah. Um, but also here's the thing with Final Fantasy, it's a very casual MMO. Um, the read the the rating system. I mean. Mm -hmm. People who are who are really serious about it, you can clear the raids within like two weeks. Basically, I, I, actually, I think the most recent raids get cleared in the first day. <laughs> the way they've been coming. Well, out that, those those are the world first groups, but yeah. um, a, a, a casual raid, a raid like yeah. you said, you only started raiding yes, recently, I... and you're already on O4S, which is like the hardest fight currently. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what does that say about um, about the current state of raiding in the game? It's very. Well, the, the, this is the problem with the current state of MMORPG in gaming in general. I think is because these games have catered to ca casual users, and because you can describe it as a casual game, that's a problem. I don't think. I think. They could make it harder, but they choose yeah. not to because they think that's what the players want. But my yeah, argument because... was that that's not what players actually want. They'll make more money if they make content even harder because no. people aspire to do it. Yeah, but the thing is, since, since it's so easy, why do you think 70% of the people didn't play? It's Well, I would think it's not because they um they, they didn't um, want to try. It's just because that they didn't care. Um, because, let's face it, the end game in FF14 is glamour. You don't really care of about course. the thing of your... Because... Aside from aside from um, savage raiding, what do you need that gear for? Nothing. 
no board, sure. no, there's no world boss that requires you to have it. Of course after, not. No. And after you beat the final O4S, you get your you get your weapon. What do you need that weapon for anymore? To to to, to beat it but faster. Obviously, now you're describing a fundamental aspect of MMORPG design. It's all gear grind anyway. Every MMORPG has always been a gear grind anyway. The point is to be the best. The point is to be you know to say you did it. But when yeah, everyone but... can say they did it, it devalues the experience of saying you did it. Yeah, but the yes, thing is, you did it. Who gives a shit? You, you and everybody else did it. Well, what I'm saying is that people don't really care about standing out. Um, anyone like having that shiny armor. Um, I think in FF14, for example, most people just care about being a scantily clad cat girl. That's it. They don't care about having like the best armor or, or, I mean, or stuff. Not everyone, but I, I, you know, in MMORPG, one of the cool things I've always thought saw was like, damn, this guy's like wearing this cool ass gear. He's got some. He, this guy's awesome. Like, I, I want to be like this guy one day. Like, there were people, you know, known on the server for being really, really good. <laughs> And um, I'm sorry to interrupt you, to keep up the um, interruption. I'm kind of passionate about this. <laughs> That's good. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to, uh, I, uh, I like wanted to say, right? Okay. Um, when um, 4.1 dropped um, on last week, Tuesday, what was the one thing, let's say 99% of the, of the population wanted? It wasn't beyond Savage um, content. It was the new housing zones. Oh, yeah, I know. Within five minutes, they, oh, they, yeah, they yeah. sold out. I know, I was there. Oh, he was there. So, he was trying to grab one. I, I have, I have a question um for you. Do you think that they should that um since ninety nine percent of the population wanted housing, the resources they put into building Beyond Savage, don't should they have done that to build more housing wards instead? Okay, here, here, here's where we have to. No, this is this is not. These are not mutually exclusive things. The housing districts in F fourteen comes down to a design decision, and, and I, I don't really have a strong opinion either way. Do they want houses to be scarce? Or do they want everyone to have houses? It's 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 literally like two lines of code. Instead of having set the words from six from fifteen to hundred, two hundred, they have infinite number of housing spots. They're all instances anyway. This does well, not require immense resource. They're not building literally houses. This is this is this is a couple lines of code. No, not, re not really. Um, if not, it shows they're incompetent as a game design or or systems design that they couldn't incorporate scalability when they already well, have fifteen. Well, the, he said in 4.2 they're going to add more housing wards. So that's to prove that they could have done it. They just choose not it. to. It, it's a design decision if they want to keep it scarce. I don't know. I, I don't know what Square Enix is thinking. Do they want them scarce for people to work towards? I don't know. Because they thought... But you can't what, give what, players what they want. If, if you give everybody well, what they want... Well, I, I think you're making a broader point about... Um, so the Beyond Savage content, right? Yes. Is going to cater to a very tiny percent of players. And I think the point he's trying to make is... Could those resources be used in a way that you know allows more players to experience more content? So is of that an efficient? Course, exactly. Of course, by definition, yes. But 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 I would argue that that doesn't mean it's going to be good for the health of the game and the longevity of the game and the enjoyment of the game. Just yeah. because everybody gets experience something doesn't make it more enjoyable. Yeah, but like I, yeah. well now yeah. We, like he's saying, we got to look at the percent of players and how they play. You're right. There are some players like you, Omar. Okay, that, that's true. Now the the argument now is what percent are like you and what percent basically log in and play almost like a single player game with with a chat with a chat room aspect to it right where they're not doing raids or not doing hardcore raids they're just kind of doing their own thing they're leveling up they're doing quests and and while they're doing that they're chatting with their friends like yeah I would argue that I I'd say it's ninety percent of players I would argue that World of Warcraft again was more successful <laughs> during the time of this and that's World of Warcraft I think MapleStory had more players pre Big Bang as well I, I um, don't think so I'd like to just add one more thing is that. If you look at the market now, there's a lot more saturation of RPGs. Uh, yes, that's of a course. good point. Yes, of course. So in 2004 you, or more, yeah. Right, yeah. On. So right now you have to try to keep your audience, um, your customer. You have to keep people playing. Of course. Um, Yoshi P said they have the highest number of subscribers now that they've ever had. Mm -hmm. 
So they want to keep that. I mean, if it was 2004, I think um, some of the biggest, two of the biggest MMOs were EverQuest 2 and World of Warcraft. I mean, now you have all these Korean and Chinese MMOs. There's a lot in the market. Once you lose a subscriber, that's it. You lose them forever. Right. And well, FF14 is a, is a, is a sub, is a sub MMO. Right. Like most of these are free to play. Right. So it's a bigger impact when you lose a player. Here's where we disagree. I don't buy your impact that giving players what they want is a good idea. Again, look at League of Legends where only 25% of players ever get the ranked rewards of a brand new skin. It's a cosmetic that only 25% of players get. And why did they dedicate resources to that when 75% of their players get a big lol, you weren't good enough to get this reward every single season? Why did they do that? Well, would those uh, resources to... be better if everybody gets one? It would, but then you... But, why don't, but they're the most successful PC game in the world. And growing every year still. I thought the FO was the most successful PC game. What is? That's the MMO. That's the most. That's, that's MMORPG, but the game overall is, is League of Legends. The yeah. most successful PC game in the world, highest grossing revenue is League of Legends. They do yeah. 1.8 billion a year. The FO, the FO is also big, but it's the biggest MMORPG. So they make about 850 yeah. million or about a billion. Yeah. yeah, but um, at the same time, you have to look that League of Legends is free to play. Yeah, but, the, but my, my point is, again, you would argue that that skin should, everybody should get that skin because why would you make content only for 25% no, of your players? They have the, they, they, <laughs> if they want to, they can get the skin if they want. Um, the, if the, they want to, they complete Beyond Savage too. They just got to try hard. But here's the thing, they don't want to. They don't care. Right. That's the thing about it. I want, I, I, because, I, um, like I was saying, if they, since raiding is so easy, if they want to do, they could. Um, when I wanted to clear like 01 to 4S, um, I did. And then I stopped because, mm -hmm. yeah. But Actually, you stopped, no, because, you stopped because you from did. Time to time. Imagine you didn't do it. You'd still be strong. Anyway, we're going to circles. I'll tell yeah. you what you're going to say. Uh, I, I, I'd make a very important point. Uh, you keep going okay. back to these old games like WoW and MapleStory. Look, the gaming market overall today is way bigger. So think of it this way. When we started playing MMORPGs, well, Ultima Online, okay, before before the turn of the you know, the millennium here, mm -hmm. the number of players, PC gamers, okay, was so low worldwide, right? Basically, every single person you met in Ultima Online, every single person you met in EverQuest, every, right, was was in today's standards a hardcore player, because those are the guys that were like that's true, that's figuring well. that's out how well. figuring out how the computers yeah. work, figuring out how these online you know, they were but that's paying. That's the same with World of Warcraft. That's just, it, that's agree with Ultima Online EverQuest because those were in 1999, 1998. Uh, uh, World of Warcraft was 2004. It's it's pretty yeah, old now. Years later, again, it had millions of subscribers. It peaked well after you know. That's, but here's what happened since then. One, a lot of those players, okay, went for... Oh, by the way, a lot of those players probably were not happy with that. Just because you were doesn't mean they automatically were. And two, those players left the MMORP genre probably because they found it too difficult. They went to easier genres. Where And then, not to mention that there's, there's so many more games today that they got filtered into those. So I, it's yeah. difficult for one game to capture the market that WoW did uh, back then. Yeah, that's precisely, that's precisely right. Um, right. Omer, the market um, between now and then has changed, and Omer keeps bringing up, um, uh, forget this, um, this MOBA, uh, League of Legends. League of Legends. Yeah. Well, when you look at it too, that's a MOBA, and FF4, and games like FF14 and World of Warcraft, they're yeah. M they're MMORPGs. Uh, it, I would like to think that they're separate genres. Yes. The design so, content. But, 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 still... If you're gonna compare it, Omar, then I'm gonna compare it to Dota. I think one of the reasons, okay, one of the reasons League did so well, actually, is because it was a total pussy version of Dota. You don't lose gold when you die. There's no denying. Um, smaller map, smaller, much less complicated map, much less complicated heroes. Uh, the reason it took off was because 
there were obviously millions of people who just could not get those into are, Dota, those are simple but they wanted And there's high players in both games. Both games require a tremendous amount of skill in the high end as well. Uh, yeah, I think Dota requires a higher skill ceiling, but you go with that a whole different rabbit hole, two different... I don't, no. I don't think so. One, different one design is, decisions. Yeah, uh, casual versus hardcore anyway. design decisions. Anyway, I, I want to get chaos into this discussion as well. Okay. I'm waiting. Uh, thank I you, Elliot. Yeah. Elliot, I okay, appreciate you. your opinion, even if you disagree. We'll have to agree to disagree for the time being. Take care for now. All right, we get chaos. All right, chaos. What's up? Howdy. Howdy, how? Please tell me you agree with me. I, 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 I totally and absolutely agree with you. All right, let's hear it. Think about think about Jet, right? Remember when okay. playing Naval Story? Mm -hmm. I played for hours straight getting Jet, and as soon as I got that ability, I was done. Because exactly. It was something to aspire to. Okay, right? so for the people in the back that don't know what's going on. Uh, Chaos and I were playing Mabelstar earlier. There was this really badass... We, basically, we were playing different classes, and we were walking around fields, and we saw some Jet character, one of the classes in the game, doing this amazing ability that would just blow up the entire screen with these giant battleships in the background, right? And we're both like, holy fuck, that looks awesome, right? And then Chaos makes a, a character for that. I'm going to fucking get that ability. So he makes a new character. He, Because the game is so brain-dead easy and fast now, he's able to get uh, whatever level you need to get that ability in like a day of casual play. So now that he gets an ability, he looks like a badass, right? But he quits after he gets it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh, it, it's it's definitely the the ability to aspire to something is what keeps you playing. MMOs in general are just like a giant sunken cost fallacy. You get invested yes. in stuff because you you want it, and you just keep playing because you want it. It's just it's just all sunken cost. I really wish I didn't do my Shinryu EX clear yesterday in FF14 because I did. I spent last two days doing it, right? And then I finally did it, right? I'm like, fuck, I did it now. Now what, right? I fucking already finished it. I, I As frustrating as wiping was and yelling at my retard teammates for failing, like, once you do it, you just, you just once you have something, it fucking sucks. It's just, <laughs> you guys I, seem I to be describing a personal problem more than no, a game. No, no, this, this applies to everyone. Guys, guys, Maple Story is like, like, what, 12, 12 years old now? World of Warcraft is like, 15, 14 years old. I mean, you got even even Final Fantasy 14 is you know it's aging. You know, at, at some point, guys, these games you know like they, they're not meant to last forever. Just because you did everything okay. doesn't mean it's, it's you know the, the game should just keep catering to your you know keep escalating okay, the ceiling. Okay. Do you agree with the that that Spock quote? That something very yeah, oh, often. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Wait, having agreed to that, right? And I think most people can agree that there's some validity to that. When you want something, it's it's usually sometimes better than actually having it, right? Okay. But here's the problem: when feedback comes into play. So imagine the developer asks people, "What do you want?" And they all say they want all this good, sh all this free shit. And then once they get that free shit, did they really get what they wanted? No. They want to. They want to strive to get it. They want to struggle to get it. They need meaning to get it. Once, okay. you, you can't pull this out when listen, you just do listen. surveys. This shit gets lost in the surveys, and they get what they want, and the game becomes shit. I hate to break it to uh, everyone here, guys, but a lot of people find challenge and meaning in other activities in their life, and for them, gaming is like what it is for your grandma. They, she wants to connect those goddamn bejeweled coins, all right? That's what she's gaming for. She wants to connect the three red rubies and get some points, all right? That's what she cares about. Now, there, you cannot deny that there are millions of new gamers, okay, entering these genres. That that can. By the way, Final Fantasy fourteen. I bet some people play on on PlayStation, right? So these guys are not going to be hardcore raiders. These these are not, they're not capable. They're they're fifty years old. They came home from work. You know they want to they just they just want to walk around and talk to their friends and decorate their house. So and this is ninety percent of players. I, I don't. So I don't know why you guys are surprised by this. There are still games that cater to what you guys are saying. So I but I don't understand why you think every game, especially older games, should should stick to this uh, formula. 
because people still aspire to things in that if they're going yes. and building the house they want more shit for their house yeah, yeah okay right like they'll, they'll they'll grind up crafting skills and that type okay. of thing because it lets them make the better shit and the okay. cooler dude that the ultimate system. example so, would be well the ultimate example would be rust right imagine rust okay we spend so much fucking time in rust cutting those goddamn trees down right why to build a fort right to build a base build the best base ever Imagine they ask their players, yo, do you want do you want a base? Do you want a free base? They all said yes. Everybody gets a free base. They all quit the next day. The idea of progressing and earning and grinding is what makes the okay. game fun. So you can't just pull people and ask having, what they want. Having agreed to that, why should a game be more difficult than Animal Crossing? Where you can you you you, you do you like fish or whatever and then you can about difficulty. It's about working towards stuff. Yeah, you do that you do that in Animal Crossing. Look, I believe a not tiny percent of players to play MRPGs today are basically trying to play Animal Crossing, like an online Animal Crossing. That that is their goal when they buy the game, sub to the game, play the game, okay? That that is the percent of people that fall into this category, I believe, is twenty times bigger than the the percent that fall into the category you guys are describing. No, because I think a lot of those players strive to be able to do something, you know, some other content. Uh, no, even the, I think they're good with the people with the, with no, the Animal I, Crossing. I, and look, I think the 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 gentleman earlier was saying that thirty percent of people cleared the coil content back back in the day, the old coil content, right? Thirty percent. That thirty percent that cleared it, right? Do you know what they were doing? They were doing it nonstop till they learned how to do it, right? And they would have kept doing it nonstop if they weren't able to clear it so easily. Look, if I didn't clear Shinryu yesterday, I would still be grinding it today. I'd be grinding it tomorrow. I'd be doing it till I can overcome it. Overcoming this challenge and earning rewards in MMORPGs is some of the most fun gaming experiences I have. And clearly, not just me. Remember, thirty percent of players. We're, we're struggling to, and they did complete the, uh, the the first Coil Savage. Why did they do it? The fact that they completed it means they were doing it nonstop until they did it. So the moment they got what they wanted, they're done. You know, the, that fun is over there. Somebody in the chat was saying that you know he just finished Omega Four, and then now he's done. He's just going through the motions now until the okay. shit comes out. He's, the, he's, the, he, yeah. it's it's well, it's it's super essential too in an, <clears throat> yeah. in an MMO in particular because it keeps people so social. Like the social element of MMOs is yes, it's huge. Like, by the way, guys, their sub numbers have been bigger than ever. So, how do you respond to that? It, I mean, what? They, they, in, they, in, in 14? 14, yes. Well, didn't did the expansion just come the expansion out? Expansion just launched. Okay, that's why. Like they just had a brand new content patch. Of course, they're going to have. It's like it's like yeah. saying, "Well, I wonder why Warframe now has four times the player base." Okay, well, they the, just had the biggest content patch ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they're, they're, whatever they're plan has been for the past year in terms of, you know difficulty or whatever it's pretty good right i mean it, it seems to be working also guys i still want so you guys seem to be arguing that the developers are making a, a, a yes a, a mistake right then, how, then you haven't described to me you haven't answered this question for me how Correct. is it that every single not everyone league of legends did it correctly in terms of like, okay, i don't know we want let's look at more rpgs just to make it simpler just we look at the content aspect where look only twenty five percent of players in league ranked players in league ever get access to that skin that that reward look it's a reward right only twenty five percent get that reward why is that different than a piece of gear in FF fourteen or a piece of gear in WoW where only maybe five percent people get it twenty percent people get it why does everybody have to get a piece of gear well, because because in the MRPG genre because they all want it every single developer across the world China Korea America Europe have come to the independent conclusion that this is what people want. Incorrectly. Oh, okay. I mean, if you say so, but I, I, I think you would have to prove um, the point there more so than you have. Uh, again, all, all I got right now is, is wow, subscriber numbers too. And of course, the most powerful statistic and evidence in the world. My gut! The more anecdotal evidence. Guys, more importantly, 
Here, here's my evidence right here. More part, importantly, right? more importantly, boys, PVE is not hardcore. I don't care. Like, I don't know. I don't get what you guys. Are. I also Omega. Apparently, Omar was pugging it. Right? If you can pug something, yes. it's not hardcore. Sorry, guys. Sorry to no, burst yeah, you're, your bubble. You're right you, to you can't right, pug. Right to you want to play hardcore, guys? Go play Eve Online. I feel like it's still there. It's game, waiting for you. Every MMORPG today has puggable like late game content well, now. I don't know. What, then it was always. Then it's easy. It's been easy. Then right. I don't know. Define. Maybe I'll argue varying degrees of casualness. Then sure, whatever. If you can pug it, it's casual. All right. <laughs> uh, anybody else want to share the opinion on this? I think. I think uh, we get a quick from uh, from Talia Taliath and, and Pyrocat in chat, and then we'll move to a different topic. Thanks for sharing your opinion, Cass, and joining us. We're one one so far, so this will be the tiebreaker. All right, Pyrocat, what's up, dude? Do you want to share your opinion on easiness in MMORPGs? Yes. So one thing that will give this some gravitas is I have been with Final Fantasy fourteen since literal one point oh. So okay. I think that my opinion has a lot of weight. All right. Well, let's hear it. Three degrees of casual of hardcoreness too. Okay. So first of all. The original relic weapon used to be super hard to get, right? Okay. Um, because you had to clear the hardest dungeon in the game. Then you had to clear the three hardest trials up at that point to clear something <laughs> and then do a bunch of other stuff that was just really insane. I mean, it took like eight hours of doing things, not just running the same content over and over again to mm -hmm. get this weapon. Now... And so, so there, there's there's several things I'm gonna go with this. So like, there's this I forgot the name. It's like AK. I forgot the name of the dungeon. I'm the poor keep. So they nerfed this dungeon so hard because what used to happen, and this is how easy, how much harder Final Fantasy is now than it used to be. Because it used to be super casual. It's actually mm -hmm. harder now than it used to be. Okay. So um, there used to be the demon wall, and during that demon wall, two bees would spawn, and you would have to dodge because if it knocked you off, you were dead for the entire fight. Two bees, during this, two bees would spawn. And if you didn't DPS those bees down, uh, they would just one-shot the tank or whoever they were on, in addition to having to uh, move and dodge as the floor is going. So it's like, and that's, like, there were like, I'm going to, I don't remember why, but it was, it was, it was just rages all over the place because there were people who could not get past that simple mechanic. And that yeah. was the first boss. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, the whole patch and make it easier. Like, to be fair, if you don't clear uh, a, a Final Fan the the raid in like the first three or four weeks, most people won't consider you hardcore. Because by the time there's like fifty guides teaching you every single mechanic to make it easier, you know, most people are gonna look at you. In fact, when you're when you're looking and applying for the the really hardcore raids, they will look at your achievements, which are the real hardcore measurement in Final Fantasy, and see when you got that achievement because they'll know when things were nerfed. Uh, because right now everyone's overtuned. Mm -hmm. When the, when a raid first comes out, um, there are no guys to follow. That, that's when it's hardcore. They're like, "Oh, here's this strat that we're using." Like I, I remember when I was doing turn five for the first time, and they came up with this. Uh, so, and that's the really cool thing. I don't know if it happens anymore because I haven't done raiding since second coil, um, where people go, "Oh, there's this new strategy," because it would come up where like. Uh, they clearly had the way of that they would want you to, to clear it, but someone would come up with like some sort of thing that wasn't quite an exploit but that would make it easier, like um, the the dive mechanic in uh, turn five. Originally, you would have to like just run around randomly in order to avoid the uh, dive. You, but you, like, I, I, I need you to answer the simple question first. All right, yeah. is, is making the content pussification good or bad? You, you I, I, I think that Final Fantasy. 
Final Fantasy has the right way of doing it. Boom. That's a, that's a vote for me, baby. That's a vote for because, you. <laughs> and here's why. Because they still have things that are only meant for hardcore players, such as the achievements. Because no matter what gear you have, which we throw away in a couple of weeks anyway, you will not get that achievement. And, and uh, they even made it even better. by uh, If you look at um, um, whatever was the last raid, by having minions and pets and mounts exclusive to uh, raids. So if you don't clear it and have a drop and craft it, you won't have it. There's mm-hmm. also They're also ask, adding that more for PvP, where they had that PvP Batman-looking armor that was yeah, only like the top 10%. So it, in fact, they're moving more hardcore, not less hardcore than yeah. it used to be. That's a good point. Uh, so Final Fantasy, uh, with the current, you know, it, it, everything ebbs and flows, but it seems from what he described that over the years, it's actually gotten more hardcore. Well, I do want to say again, the 4.1 uh, Ivalice, the 24-man the raids, the previous raids also had the same same mechanics and the same system where you would get welfare gear. So I, I'm not saying that, I, I didn't make the argument that it's getting easier. I'm describing the, the genre as a whole. And this was just another example of well, welfare the, gear. What I'm saying is the gear doesn't matter because it's the achievements. Because you could have the, you could be... Well, uh, nothing matters, it's a game. You, no, I'm, I'm just saying that like, if, if so right, right now, because you're like, okay, it gives you a special status. But if you have welfare gear or whatever gear... You try to go to the hardcore race statics. They're not going to look at your gear. They're going to look at your achievements. The achievements are the real measure. The real maybe measure maybe, no, maybe you're applying to world's first groups. Not average raiders. Not no, no, even look at your stats. Even, no, even the average rage group, yes. At, at least no, they don't. Anyone can get to anyone can get to an 04. I can, I can get to an 04 pug tomorrow. Because you're talking right now. This is this is yeah. overtuned. After four <laughs> weeks, people people already had their gear. no. Like yes, I'm telling you, the way it works is anyone uh, can get t- in. People. People do statics, so because you're you're at the overtune part. So after the first month, it's irrelevant because a- after the first month, people are running with the same people over and over again. So they have enough gear in order to just carry other people. So after the first month, anyone who clears it is basically irrelevant. All right. Well, again, we'll have to agree or disagree. I mean, I, I well, think anyone's we'll have to agree to agree. Uh, All right. <laughs> I want to get Ethereum here before we change topics. Uh, okay. Thanks for sharing your opinion, uh, Burkett. Right, let me grab Ethereum real quick. All right, last opinion here on this contentious issue of MRPGs and pacification. What's up, Ether? Share your thoughts, baby. And we lost him. No, he's, he's in. He's out. Oh. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, unless he comes back, Omar, uh, I think the vote is 2-1. Indeed. So, oh, this, uh, Discord crash. He's coming back. Uh, I, I just really hate this trend of pandering to casuals in every game, honestly. Like, they take it too far. I think you can have all the ca- pa- casual pandering. You can have almost all of it. Just give raiders one thing. One fucking thing. Don't give people best well, slot gear hold, before they get new gear for the hardcore. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for the world here. I'm asking for one thing. Dude, Delay this free casual shit. Turn the welfare off. You're getting what you want, man. They're going to add the new difficulty soon, right? Dude, it's not out. It, oh, it, it won't add any new better gear. There's no new... Higher level gear from there. Well, but here's my question to you then: Why, do you, in your mind, does prestige and, and accomplishment s- is so tied to gear? Why can't, like he said, uh, Talich, Why can't it be tied to your achievements. achievements or title or like? Why does it have to be gear in your mind? As long as it's right. still a distinguishing factor, that can be the sense of you know, elite, elite elitism. Right, let me drag. Let me drag Ether in here. All right, Ether, share your opinion on this issue before we jump topics. We've been here for a little bit. <laughs> Thank What's you. Up, I was going to do it, but then Discord decided to crash. Sorry. Oh, no problem. 
My opinion is more on Remo's side or Mare's oh. side. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it. that in general, I'm going to just use MORPG as an example. There is an increased bent on casualization for the aforementioned issues that were mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But I also feel that as someone of the level designer, businesses more so than level designers have built a caricature of what casual gamers actually want. I feel like most casual gamers, from what I've talked to, don't actually care that they don't get the final, uh, get the best gear or best stuff. They're fine with the lower uh, difficulty mm-hmm. ones, but they don't communicate it on the forums and whatnot. So exactly. what's happening is the business people, they end up looking at the people who are complaining the most, which is probably a really small portion, not probably most likely. And because of that, they overtune it or undertune it for those people. Mm-hmm. And they're neglecting the core audience or the hardcore audience. Yeah, my argument, but when they do that, they, they they devalue and shit on the experience of the hardcore people that really you know put in the hours to get that gear. Oh, and, and kind of helping the yeah. casual audience either, because only very few people actually were complaining about. I it. want to contest this point that both of you have made now, that the the developers are making these decisions based on complaints or uh, some kind of feedback from uh, ca- vocal casuals. This would be true for one game or another, but I believe even new games are launching with much lower skill caps these days. Because I do, it seems to be like something that's established you know, globally at this point. It doesn't seem to be like one studio or two you know, coming to this conclusion. It seems to be a ready? global Ready trend. for the checkmate? Checkmate? Ready? Flappy Bird. Took over the world. Game was fucking hard. Nobody can get Where's one. The... The, the average player couldn't get a score of like three. All right? I'm talking about MRPGs. Checkmate. Okay. checkmate. Okay. Got him. Hashtag got him. Um, okay. Uh, got... Just about, sorry to butt in over here. But what I feel has happened is, though, businesses from previous experience looking at other games, they build up a caricature of what the casual gamer wants, the lowest common denominator and whatnot, and focus on that to the detriment of casual gamers, core gamers, and hardcore gamers. I'll close up on this point. It's okay that certain games are designed for certain audiences. Some can be harder, some can be more casual. There is room for casual games, core games, and hardcore games. And by focusing on the lowest common denominator or something that barely exists, like the very vocal casual players who can't succeed on this, they're really devaluing everything and making all the experiences less valuable. After all, we already saw that Spock quote of how wanting is greater than having. After all, the, the things that we value in life the most are the ones we have to work the hardest for. Yep. The things that we don't work as hard for, we don't value as much. That's what I'll close up on. I agree wholeheartedly. And again, you, I think you and I are echoing generally the same thoughts. Well, Glad boys, to be on the same page. It's a 2-2 tie this week, but uh, I think the market is, uh, is speaking loud and clear. All right. Uh, thank you, Ether. And I want to address what you just said over there. Thank you. All right, so uh, here's the issue. When Stacy puts A on her answer for question seven and fucking Bill copies that answer and everyone copies off Bill, doesn't mean like that was a logical conclusion. Stacy could be the smartest girl in class, but if she got that question wrong, everyone just cheats off her. That's what's happening, I think. Everyone's kind of building off of everyone else's mistakes. And the games, again, I wish I had more examples, but again, I have the league example for, in terms of giving out rewards to a small percent of players. Gold in league, yeah, it's like 20% of your players only get gold. 80% of people just can't do it. No matter how much they bitch and moan, they're not going to get it. The idea of wanting and working towards something is is good. And I think if they made everyone get that skin for free, it would devalue it, even for the people that are crying for it. The people that are bitching on the forums for this easier to be able to do this content, do you, and they end up getting it. They're devaluing their own experience in the end. So are you giving – how much credence do you give to my point that the average gamer today, okay, his skill level is lower? Because like I, I agree. Said, you're right. Yes, the, you're right. The number of gamers is 10x. Maybe 20x from what it was when we started, right? Or not even started, but like, 
even like t even 15 years ago, I think it took a lot more to be a PC gamer than today. Yeah, I agree. Okay, of course. But now, these, they can coexist. What I'm trying to say, you, you you don't have to alienate your more hardcore. Remember, I'm not saying the the point top one point one percent the top. You know, if ten percent of people in Final Fantasy fourteen, I don't know what the number is. That clear Omega one to four, right? Today, that's a that's a good chunk of players. Why would you want to alienate them? The casual players will not get upset All right, if well, if they can get better rewards. That's what I'm starting to say. They don't. I don't think anyone would have complained if the casuals didn't get their their welfare gear until the next patch or the patch after that where they have better gear for the hardcore. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, look, I'm not I, trying to say shun the casuals. Look, you're right. There's there's a happy medium there that kind of makes it's enough content for everyone. But as uh, Talich said, I believe Final Fantasy is doing a better job than most at this. They are at, the game got harder over the years. Uh, they're adding a, a new difficulty mode that's dedicated just to like the world first guilds so i think i think honestly they're the most receptive to your point so i'm surprised that you're attacking them specifically so hard mm. but with that said guys uh we've been on this topic for an hour that leaves 20 minutes for everything else there's a there's a couple big stories this week so we should at least uh point them out before we mm -hmm. wrap up here <laughs> let's look at the few biggies all right what do you want to start with first uh, Warframe's Planet Violent update went live this last week. Uh, I mean, my buddy Cash has been playing it nonstop. Uh, it's a huge update for the game. They have uh, the player base jumped to all time highs. And I was saying this in the pregame too, and I wanted to say this again: the best games out there, the most successful, the, the good games, they, their launch schedules don't look like jumping player base and then a collapse. Like, there's a lot of meme games out there, like Conan Exiles being one of them, that do really well at launch, and everyone, all the big streamers play, everybody plays, and it dies down, right? But a game like Warframe. It, ca it continuously builds up their audience over the years it's been out. Constantly compounding with the network effect, adding more players, and the, the current player base always keeps increasing. Good games look like that. Shit games and meme games look like up-down. So my point is, with Warframe, it's always been a steady jump up, right? Steady climb up. And obviously with this expansion, it's a big jump up. They reached a new high of all-time concurrent players uh, just this last week with Eidolon, and the numbers are over 100k concurrent, which is, which is insane for Warframe. It's like a double from the average in the last three days. So they're, they're, they're booming. This actually, this update reminds me a lot of the recent expansion for Path of Exile. And I think the two games are very similar. One is sci-fi, one is fantasy, of course. But uh, I found the subtitle of this expansion very interesting for Warframe. It's actually called Planes of Eidolon. And if you, mm -hmm. you know, you take the abbreviation for that, it's P-O-E, which is Path of Exile. Ah! And they added a persistent hub like towns, kind of like what um, Path of Exile has. <laughs> So I don't know if that's a, if that was like a nod at Path of Exile or just a coincidence. I really don't know, but it would be a cute little uh, a nod at them if that was the case. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and Wait. you know the two games, you know, placed differently, but I do think they're very similar. And actually, Warframe is kind of similar to Destiny as well, from everything yes, I've heard. Of Destiny. I've never actually played Destiny yet, but it's a free-to-play version, so you know, free-to-play Destiny. Go play, go play Warframe instead. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I think uh, I think the gaming community in general undervalues uh, Warframe. It's it's been there. It's been growing for years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely worth playing. I think I think people will be surprised by the quality of uh, a free to play game like this. Yeah, I think free to play kind of gets a bad rep as well. And I think the reason for that is there was a period between like 2007 to 2012, I would say, where literally so many shit free to play games launched. We're talking the dumpster fire of free to play games. Area had a new shitter, a new duker every week. Every week there was a new duker launching, and everyone's like, they, they tried to build up the hype, right? And they would spend a lot of money on marketing, which was great for us back then, right? But like they would spend all this money on marketing, hyping up these trailers, and the game was absolute trash, right? So everyone got excited, and they were let down. Excited, let down. And 
through a series of years and years of this nonsense, free-to-play, I think, got a, kind of a bad rep of, like, being shit. So a lot of people pr just view free-to-play as bad because of their experiences with, like, Duker Online from Area Games or, or, you know, Three Kingdoms piece of shit online from this company. There's just so many bad games in free-to-play at that during that. And they've all since shut down, obviously, so the remaining free-to-play games are, are fine. But there were just so many bad games back then. And it really just I really ruined the the you name free to play. You know what I found amusing? This, this might mm. be a little racist, but that's always fun. Mm -hmm. um, so free to play came from the east, obviously from from Asia, the model. But the companies that I feel did it the best are all Western. In Riot Games, League of Legends, MOBA. Mm -hmm. um, you have Warframe, Path of Exile. Um, these these are these are great games. You know, top of their genre. Is it Path of Exile from New Zealand? Yeah, that counts as the West. That's 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 Eastern. How, that's, no, that's Eastern what? Japan. We're going we're going we're going all the way there. Oh come on, it's come West. On. It's on the East side. It's what America is East too. Then it was, it if was you go, if, if, I guess if you go East enough. Depends yeah. where you go. No, it, it's Western. All right. All right, fine, fair, whatever. <laughs> but but it leaves away by your Chinese, uh, Chinese overlords. Now it is yes, but uh, right, people are waiting for your second look at Warframe. So a little bit of a yeah, I I, I do have to play a bit of Warframe. Yeah. Get, get cash definitely, deal yeah, to uh, and uh, yeah, sock to give me. you a run. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Wait, we can player base numbers all time high. And speaking of all time player player base numbers, PUBG and Fortnite oh, are absolutely killing it. Holy, I, I I always knew that PUBG would do well after playing the the alpha, the closed beta rather, and it was uber back, buggy, uh, buggy back then. Two point two million concurrent subs, which is insane. Listen, guys, about a little over a third of all people on Steam, uh, yesterday. We're playing PUBG. Of everyone over the weekend that was on Steam playing a game, over one third of them was playing PUBG. It's almost like Steam became a PUBG platform. Yes, <laughs> that is nuts. that is surprising. Uh, I honestly, Omar, Omar, me made a side bet. I don't think we ever announced it publicly, but mm -hmm. I did not think that PUBG would pass Dota 2 and peak concurrent players. But it easily, it's going to double. double. It's going to it, it, it almost tripled it. Well, no, well, peak like, like the Wait. peak. But it's still I, yeah here um these are the top games of all time by their peak concurrent on Steam so player unknowns is at two point two Dota is at one point two nine so it, it I, I it, at this rate it's gonna double it that's crazy to me mm -hmm. that's nuts and Fortnite is doing well too just last week they went they they announced they had seven million players and Fortnite uh, Battle Royale now they have ten million so the numbers are going up and up and up for Battle Royale so and it's Nuts. And neither of these games have launched on consoles yet. I believe. I, be, I believe these are both very console mm -hmm. games. Like they're very easy to port to console. You know, the quick, basic controls. So I think they're going to mm -hmm. do really well on consoles as well. Yeah. So uh, Terra is actually coming to console as well soon. I mean, speaking true. of Blue Hole, you know, uh, Terra said they were going to be in console by the end of the year, and since then we've heard nothing. But it was playable, I think, at PAX in September. So I think they'll be able to meet their own deadline of by the end of the year. And I think Terra. It's been it's been stagnated, declining on PC, but because it's an action MRPG, I think it'll do well on console. I think Black Desert Black Desert are going to absolutely kill it on console too. Both those games are going to be are going to find like potentially double their player base. I mean, these both these games will do amazing on console. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Do you think um, that desert map is going to get? Oh yeah, player Huge numbers two point six at least. Oh easy. The numbers are go it's it's unbelievable. Numbers up ten percent over last week for PUBG. Ten percent on concurrent players when your numbers are already 2 million to go from 2 million to 2.2 million in a week is insane so they're making mad bank uh, right. actually this week actually been pretty light on actual MMORPG news as well I mean really 
I remember my news video. I was really struggling to find stuff to talk about because. Well, there's we, the Moo, the Moo yeah. Legend uh, announced their open beta date, November seventh. Oh, we actually had that before. It was two weeks ago. They they announced that oh, date, yeah. uh, November seventh. <clears throat> people were asking about. They, I think they did reveal their um their founders packs. Personally, I'm not a founders pack guy. I mean, people ask me what I think about the founders packs, but like, I don't know. I'll just wait till the game comes out and play it then. And if I you know if I after I get invested, I'll I'll do it because I feel like with founders packs you spend money right and then. You might think you might like a game, but like unless you really played a lot, you don't get your money's worth, and you kind of feel stupid if you end up buying Founders Pack and not getting your value out of it. So I, I never want to be in a situation where I buy something and like I get no use out of it. So for that reason, I don't like buying Founders Packs. And I don't mind. I don't mind paying a little more, you know, even if it's you know you get these bundle deals and shit. But like if you wait for sales and stuff, you still get good deals. That gives me a good idea for next week's uh, weekly raid. Uh, mm -hmm. Have you ever actually uh, been happy? A lot of people with your no. oh, oh, oh oh that part i don't know everyone everyone's had a situation where they bought a founder's pack and regretted yeah. it that's obvious yeah but i want to know if if there's ever been a time where you bought a founder's pack and you were very happy with your decision like you know no 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 reservations you know you really liked it so that that'd be interesting i want and i want to hear what people what game people feel like they got their uh, uh money's worth there <laughs> is it? nope i regret i'll be online defense says nope i'll be online. player base actually been in decline i think somebody mentioned the on the Reddit forums, only 50k people gained fame this last week, so it was about 120k at launch. So player base, active player base has uh, has about halved in the the month, in the two months it's been out. Yeah, the the half life. You know what's funny? I don't know. I don't know what the word for it is. Um, but I think Twitch, you know, really amplified this whole um, the the big the bang and then the subs, you know subs, you know subsiding of player bases for games. Like if a new game launches and it has like two or three big streamers behind it. That game's gonna be so huge that, that first like day two three four and then just it disappears off the radar. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's interesting how much streamers have changed the the dynamics of advertising, right? So if you're a big game, you have to like get the big streamers on board. Like you don't have to, but like I think it's actually money well spent because I mean, one streamer I like personally is is Destiny. I, I don't watch too many streamers myself really. Destiny's probably the only one, I, and I mainly watch his YouTube videos. I don't really watch too many live streams a lot myself, but he mentioned one of, in one of his videos that I think Gigantic paid him like four thousand dollars to to play for about two weeks or one one or two weeks two hours a day right and four thousand dollars is a good chunk of change right but if you think about it this way for that if they, if they just spent that four thousand dollars on banner ads on the internet like websites like mmos.com like mmorpg.com gaming websites right i think you get almost no value out of that like four thousand dollars. Like, don't tell hmm. people that keep keep advertising with us that's true real talk companies will pay us like sometimes <laughs> like i think i think revelation online paid us like three thousand dollars right to run uh to run site skins on mmos.com like they have big banners all over the site we had the banners as well as the takeovers so a lot of ads for revelation online right they paid like three thousand dollars for like a month but real talk it people see that and they're not going to click into it and play the game like some people did obviously but like a couple hundred maximum like downloaded the game from there and is that really worth three thousand dollars i don't think so i'd rather pay destiny like four grand to play the game for uh, two weeks and you'll get more value out of that and i think streamers are actually unbelievably effective for advertising even if it costs like 4k Destiny's not the biggest streamer out there. If you want to get like the 20k viewer people, it's still worth it, I think. So, I mean, that's like it really, I think, changing the way advertising is working for games. So, I think you're going to see a lot of shilling going on because even if even if the people tell them like like if Perfect World tells Destiny like here's money, play our game, like even if they don't tell them like you got to say nice things, there's some implication there. You know, they're not shit on the game. So it's it's going to kind of make things a little more confusing for people, more misleading. Maybe that's why it's really effective. But that might be another issue. Like, is is that like is that is that questionable, or sh should that be allowed? I mean, I think so. It's fine, it's, especially if they're open enough to say that they got paid. 
you know? Yeah, that's true too. As long as they mention it, it's, it's paid. It kind of yeah. covers. But you still, you kind of, you know, you hold back. Look, I've done it too. Like, I, I still kind of shit on games that pay us because I've done YouTube videos for a couple games that paid us like like 300 bucks to make a YouTube video for them. It was like this Naruto Online game, for example. I think they gave us 300 bucks. It's Naruto Online. And I said, like, this is just another pay to win nonsense. It plays itself. It's another Chinese nonsense game that plays itself, right? But, like, I, the thing I said was, it is the best of this kind of game, which I was actually being honest. Like, because it was made by Tencent, it was, it's called Naruto Online, by the way. It was made by Tencent. It was actually the best of that kind of game, but it was still shit. And I still said it was kind of bad and not my cup of tea. But, like, I don't know. I, I probably. Uh, you, the money can always distort your view of things. And, like, if the money was really big, I might have said, if they gave me, like, $5,000, I wouldn't say it's shit. I, I would say it's, like, I would, I would hold back on my negative comments if they gave me that much the, money. The more money they give you guys, like, the better the game gets, all right? Yeah, and I, there you go. And, like, I'm only human, right? Like, if they give you 5000 bucks for, like, this one video, fuck, you're going to tell them you're, you're going to say some nice-ass things. But for 300 bucks, I just kept it legit, right? Because I don't give a shit for 300 bucks. Yeah, but back to back to Moo Online, or Moo Legend for a bit. This is one of those games that I'm going to play. And I, yeah. as a break from like Path of Exile, but like I feel like it's one of those games that like I know is not going to be amazing, but it's going to be like good enough to like you know put some time into. It, it just seems like one of those one hand on the key, one hand on the mouse, leaning back on the keyboard, and just play for a few hours kind of game, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. I, I, I played the I played the closed beta one and two, and both times like it, you can just you really can just just lounge and just turn your brain off and just grind and kill shit and have fun like. So yeah, I see myself playing that as well for a while. As a, again, as a break for Final Fantasy XIV, because I've been playing quite a bit of that lately, and having a lot of fun doing it. This is a nice gift that uh, was linked in chat. <laughs> Let me take a look. <laughs> this is actually how it works, though. This is actually this is such a good gift. Holy shit! Well, this actually this gift actually helps to segue into the next point here. Uh, next story: IGN bought Humble Bundle, the company behind Humble Bundle. I guess which yeah. is just called Humble. So, Humble Inc. <laughs> Humble Inc. <laughs> what do you think of that? I always thought they were like a non-profit or something. I don't know. I, I did I too. I some charity thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, there was some charity stuff involved, but like you kind of forget that it was always a business from the beginning, right? But like <laughs> putting, the, putting the charity shit in there made them a lot of money. Like, it got them a lot of goodwill too. Because I feel like we're all kind of charitable anyway. And if we can like get get products that we would buy anyway and like feel like we're doing something good about it, hell yeah, we're going to do it. Which is why so many of us bought shit on Humble Bundle. But like, yeah, it, it's a for-profit company and they're probably making lots of money actually. So. Yeah. I mean, good for them. IGN's gonna make me mad. I think it was a good buy for IGN, depending, depending how much they paid, obviously. But Humble Bundle has been has been on a tear. They're still growing. Uh, do you guys remember the good old days when you could actually just pay a penny before they made the minimum one dollar? Because oh man, they ruined it. Yeah, they would actually lose money because you pay with a credit card and they only paid mm -hmm. a penny. You know, obviously the transaction fees are, are more than that. So Altai was the guy that left a penny on his name your own price on uh on there. Obviously, I'm proud baby. No, no regrets about that. <laughs> Hashtag no regrets. I'm actually signed up to the ten dollars, uh, the ten dollars a month humble, the monthly subscription for them. So I get a bunch of games every month. It's nice. That's good. It's a nice thing. You know, I, I don't think I've played a single one of them just, just yet, but <laughs> it's actually funny. Actually, all right, side note, uh, I did buy the the DLC for Doki Doki Literature Club only because I played the game and it was free. I'm like, you know what? I want to give money to the developer, right? So I go to his website. And he's got no like PayPal button. Like, I can't donate to this guy. The only way I can give him money is through uh, buying like the soundtrack and like you buy a soundtrack and you buy wallpapers for ten bucks. Like I, I paid money for wallpapers, guys, but purely I like, try to donate money to the developer of it's a visual novel, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. So that's the first thing. That's the first time I bought like one of those add-ons on Steam, like a bundle on Steam or like some kind of additional thing. 
All right. Well, at least uh, you tried, you know? Yeah, I think he deserves it. Awesome game. I might put that on YouTube eventually. But it's a five-hour video. Maybe you, can so. do, maybe you can spend an hour, like, editing it. Editing? Who does that? We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, another quick thing I want to talk about real quick. Maybe you guys haven't heard about this. Uh, so the guys who founded Riot Games, right, have decided... It's, they're gonna step down from active management of of legal, yeah of League of Legends to work on a new game. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I mean they've probably been sitting on the executive chair for too long. I think they were they were in their blog post. They wrote about like how much fun I guess it was to be on the be in the trenches, you know. And when your company gets so big, it was like they kind of got delegated to the the boss role where they don't have as much active involvement. So I guess they've been sitting in the executive chair a bit too long. And micromanaging this nonsense, macromanaging rather. So now they want to get back to actually making games. So they might actually get that S back in Riot Games one day, but we'll have to see. I honestly, it's been so long that I don't have much hope uh, that they'll ever make another game. That's the thing. I agree with you. It's been too long, yeah. which is why I was always kind of questionable about how Star Citizen. Like, I think again when when that when that first Kickstarter Star Citizen came out, Australia, my friend, links me that Kickstarter. Like, holy shit, it's Chris Roberts, dude! He made fucking Wind Commander. I'm so hyped for this game, and I think she, I don't know if she donated or not, but she was mega hyped for Star Citizen. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the the Wind Commander it was, it was pretty cool, right? I, I never played it, but everyone fucking tells me it was amazing. But like, what has he done since? He had a, he had a couple of stints at like these other games, but there's a couple of games he made with Microsoft never came out. But like, when you're out of the loop that long, I feel like the odds of making something great after that it kind of diminishes. After you've been away, but you know, I hope who knows? Maybe maybe they'll make something amazing. I, I really hope they do because League of Legends is a great game. But I don't think it was really too innovative. They took the Dota model, made it easier and free to play. Boom! That was League of Legends. Yeah, some people are asking for the link. Uh, here it is. And this is not the first time <laughs> we've had hints like this. I remember like a year ago, we got uh, a news. We put a news post up on MOS.com about um, Riot mm -hmm. hinting at a new game because they bought out the. The studio, Rising Thunder, people. yeah, Rising Thunder, some some two D fighting game, fighting game, yeah, and so they bought out the studio, they shut down the game, and we thought they they'd work on a new game, but apparently not. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. Again, it's even if they, they, you know we won't hear anything for at least a year, like in that, even if they work on a game, they didn't even announce it yet, they didn't even announce they work on a game yet, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a while to get it done. But who knows? I mean, they they did something really really good. They have the money, they got the resources, so. Clearly, they're 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 really smart guys. So I'm I'm rooting for them still, even though odds are low. But I think they got the moolah. Well, I have uh, I have some good news for you. All right, time for some good right. news. Okay. I, I like good news. You know, you like hardcore games, and uh, there's a there is still room for this market because there was a launch recently that made a lot of headway on Twitch. Cuphead, mm -hmm. which you did play with me briefly. Yep. Yeah, this game uh, came out two weeks ago, and it has sold over a million copies. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's not cheap either. I think it's like what twenty or thirty dollars. And I, I, twenty bucks. I, and I don't regret buying it. Uh, I know I haven't, I haven't made any progress. I haven't played it yet. I want to play it just when I stream. Haven't mm -hmm. had a chance to stream. I'm going to the airport after this uh, podcast in two, three minutes, and uh, hopefully when I get settled in Vancouver, I can stream it again. And I think, I, I think Cuphead is fun. I play it with you a lot too. But I think somebody brought up a good point too. Like people are are lauding Cuphead as like this greatest thing ever, but like. So again, we didn't get that far in Cuphead, right? But like, every every game has criticism too. I think uh, somebody pointed out that like some unfair deaths can be pretty poor design. Mm -hmm. Some things you can like never see coming until you until you memorize it. And artificial difficulty in and of itself, I, I agree, is not a great thing. But you know, you can only do it 
to some degree. But I, I, I think a lot of stuff in Cuphead, though, is fair. You know, you can see things coming, and you can beat it on the second run, really, if you... You're good. You know, if you put the practice in. I'm only and a few levels in. Yeah. I'm only a few levels yeah. in. So far, I don't. It's not really that. Like, it's it's hard. It took me a while to beat those three levels. But yeah. I did not feel like it was unfair. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you know the mechanics and they're you, they're predictable too. And like you just have to get used to dodging them. It's not like, it's not like I want to be the guy where some of the mechanics are just utterly bullshit and you just die for free. Or I want to be the boshi. Like mm-hmm. any of these really hard, artificially hard PC games. And so definitely not, not anywhere near like that. But it kind of showed there is a market for hardcore games. People will pay money for something hardcore. Like Dark Souls as well is lauded as like this. Yeah, people love Dark Souls because no. it is hard. You know, we do things because they are hard, not because they're easy. Right? All right, JFK. All right, JFK. <laughs> All right, well, Mr. JFK, we do have to wrap it up for this week. Um, so uh, that is it for now. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hang out for a few minutes in the post game, and then we'll have to call it a day. Mm-hmm. So thanks for watching, guys. Stick around. Hopefully more streams and content to come. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. Later for YouTube.